Hello and welcome to the D2C Podcast. I'm Eric Dick, and today we're talking with Ash Melwani, co-founder of Obvi Collagen. Obvi is disrupting the nearly $10 billion collagen industry, standing apart from the competition by building a deeper connection to its customers through branding, community, and a gamified customer experience. In 2022, Obvi is aiming to 5x its revenue from just two years earlier, and with Ash leading the charge, I don't doubt they'll get there. In today's cast, you'll hear all about why you should be adding a face group to your customer experience and exactly how to leverage it into the nucleus of your brand, how to gamify your cart experience and why adding complementary products can often be discounting. You'll hear why Ash tests 40 new pieces of creative every week on Facebook ads to beat the iOS 14.5 blues, and you'll hear how a set it and forget it app built with tap cart in a very short period of time produced a full 10% of their 2021 revenue passively and how they're expecting a lot more from it in 2022. I hope you enjoy this one as much as I did. On with the show. We saw a lot of comments in the community asking for a coffee flavored collagen. So we're like, we'd love to do it, but how many flavors of coffee are there? French vanilla, mocha, this and that. It's like endless, right? So we did this thing called Coffee Wars, where we said, all right, here's a survey, put as many flavors as you want to see. And we picked the top 12 that we saw had a lot of votes for. And then we had this March Madness type of bracket. One week, all right, this flavor versus this flavor, vote. And it ended up being uh, a caramel macchiato that won the whole thing. And that was a community nominated flavor that we put out. And it, to this day, has been our number one selling flavor. It sold out six times last year. There's nothing better than hanging out with your best friend, someone who finishes your sentences and knows you better than you know yourself. It's time for retailers to be their shopper's next best friend. With Bluecore, brands can match shoppers with the products and offers they want to see next across all digital channels, including SMS. So put the power of a personal shopper in your shopper's pocket. Visit bluecore.com to see how brands like Noble, Express, and Bliss are making shopping fun again and becoming their shopper's next best friend. Welcome to the D2C Podcast, Ash. We always like to start with the why. Can you tell us why you built Obvi? Yeah, uh, and this is a great question. I love you know answering it. Basically, we wanted to be the brand that was the obvious choice, right? What does that mean? Um, when you take a look at you know a lot of these supplement companies that were you know putting out collagen, and a lot of these brands are you know the top of the market. Uh, when you take a look at it, it's very medicinal, and it kind of makes collagen boring right? The science says your body needs collagen starting in your 20s, but not a lot of 20-year-olds are taking collagen. So what better way to do it than putting out a brand that's scroll-stopping on Instagram, catches your eye when you walk down the aisle, and tastes like your favorite cereal on Saturday mornings. So that's what we, that's what we wanted to do. That was our why, is that we just wanted to have something in the market for a demographic that just wasn't being heard or even acknowledged. And the collagen business is nearly a $10 billion. I think it was like estimated to be almost $9 billion this year. So it's just an absolutely huge space. What are some of the things that you're doing to disrupt this space, would you say? Yeah, I think what a lot of other brands aren't doing is making something like collagen, which kind of has this negative connotation to it, whether it's like, oh, like, you know, you got to be older to take it. Um, that's not the case, right? Like you have to take it starting in your twenties, thirties. And I think what we're doing differently is 
making something that actually tastes good and makes you want to actually try it and also continue to take it, right? You should be taking collagen. That should be in your diet no matter what. As you grow older, your body's going to start, you know, aging. So why not prevent that as early as possible and with something that tastes absolutely incredible? I love it. Another product decision it appears that you've made is to sort of uh, target women versus, uh, you know, most of the products I guess I've seen in collagen would be sort of gender neutral. Uh, this appears to appeal a little bit more to the uh, t- to women. Can you talk about that decision a little bit? Absolutely. Um, and, and you, you kind of said it right there. The, the product is predominantly taken by a female demographic, right? So we kind of just doubled down on that and created something that was specifically targeted to the female demographic. Um, you know, in the household, uh, the female is typically the one who kind of goes out and, you know, pretty much is buying for the household. Um, you know, we wanted to have something that kind of just stands out. Um, you know, we went with the bright pink packaging, um, I know some people might think it's too much, but it really does catch your eye. And that's what we really went for is that it needs to be a scroll stopper on social. And when you're walking down the aisle in vitamin shop, it needs to catch your eye, right? So that's kind of where we, we went with. It's a really great example. You know, uh, there are ways you're innovating in the product, obviously, with, you know, with, with the way you're bundling and with the flavors that you're bringing to the table that I think probably a lot of other collagen brands aren't. But it's a really good example of how you don't need to necessarily reinvent the wheel. You just, you know, you can do a lot of it with your branding and your customer experience, which you guys seem to be doing pretty well. Yeah, I, I mean, in terms of like our formula, we try to stay competitive. And if not, I, I believe we do have one of the better formulas out there when you look at some of these top brands. Um, so we have to be scientifically formulated, uh, to be better than everyone else. But then when you actually look at it, it's like, well, we also have the flavors too. So it's kind of best of both worlds, which is what we really wanted to strive for. I love it. Can you uh, describe Obvi's growth journey from 2020 to today? Yeah. So, uh, we started in, uh, 2019 with like June ish. Uh, so we kind of, you know, put out the idea, we, you know, formulated everything and we wanted to see the, the market's response, right? Um, that year we probably sold out of our initial purchase order in like 14 days. Um, and we were like, Oh, okay. We might have something here. Right. Um, so fast forward to the end of 2019, we ended up doing around $250,000 in, in revenue, um, which was, you know, great for us because we were fully bootstrapped. Right. So we were just kind of continuously, you know, selling through buying more inventory, selling through, um, 2020 is kind of our breakout year. Um, we ended up doing six million in uh, revenue, uh, first full year, and I think uh, what kind of impacted our growth was kind of COVID, right? Everyone's at home. You know, e-commerce had that major boom that kind of fast-forwarded it in five years ahead in just three months, right? So we kind of you know got lucky where people were like, all right, well, I'm all about my health now, and now taking supplements is probably on people's minds, right? So we kind of benefited in that sort of way. Um, So, you know, we kind of had this increase in conversion rate, things were doing really well, Um, the company was really profitable. And again, staying bootstrapped, we were able to kind of jumpstart our growth even further into 2021, where we actually did 18 million in revenue, um, kind of riding the wave from 2020. And, um, you know, that that opened a lot of doors for us, you know, where we just got into vitamin shop nationwide, we're in GNC, working on a few other, you know, retailers. But I think this year, you know, the, the goal is to kind of find Avi everywhere um, imaginable. So, yeah. 
That's awesome. Congratulations on that. That's uh, that's really cool to hear. Like you obviously got that five year bump like right out of the start of the pandemic, but you capitalized and kind of kept growing right through that, which, you know, 2021 for some brands was a bit more of a letdown. Um, and so it's cool that you kind of kept growing kind of exponentially through there. Uh, I wanted to ask you come from a performance marketing background. I know you worked in, in agencies before, um, and it sounds like right from the beginning, this has been a D2C brand. What does your D2C mix look like now? And then what do you think it'll look like after, you know, you're talking about some of these big deals that you have in place on the retail side. What will your retail mix look like in a, in a year or two versus what it is now? Yeah, so I think last year our, our mix was primarily D2C, right? We were like 90, 95% online. The rest was um, retail. And before some of these, you know, big names like Vitamin Shop and GNC, it was a lot of mom and pop shops, right? Um, and a lot of you know, international distribution too. So I think now with things kind of picking up and the fact that, you know, our reputation is a little bit more established, we have a bigger customer base. Um, I really hope that we get to that a little bit more 80, 20, 75, 25. And I think, I think that's where we're going to start heading in. Um, as soon as, you know, we start to see a little bit more success with, you know, vitamin shop and, you know, figuring out the marketing of not just D to C, but how can that also help support retail, right? So a lot of the things that we're doing right now is, um, at least, you know, marketing on certain channels like TikTok, um, has been able to allow us to, you know, generate a ton of views, ton of shares, ton of engagement. Um, not also like also we're driving traffic to our website. But we're doing it in a way that we're showcasing that we're also in these different stores like Bottom and Shop and showing that they're our partner. And it kind of validates us too. But it also shows that you can purchase us anywhere. And so it kind of helps both sides. So I'm, I'm hoping that that mix starts to kind of shift towards um, a little bit more towards retail. But D2C will always be, you know, our baby for sure. Your bread and butter. And like, you know, having been a performance marketer for kind of as long as you have, uh, it's got to have some benefits, like going into a space like Collagen where there are a ton of competitors and, and just being able to just grow as aggressively you have. Do you, do you sort of credit that towards your sort of performance marketing roots? Yeah, um, I, I 100% believe that we had a little bit of an advantage because of the, the team that we had. Um, you know, myself, I've been running ads for the last six, seven years, um, spending, you know, eight, nine figures on, you know, different brands. Um, I think one of the biggest things that new brands need is, you know, they immediately think, okay, well, we need a marketing agency, right? Which is a massive cost to the business on day one, but that's kind of taken care of, right? Um, my other co-founder who kind of designed everything also is a big component to a brand where you need to have branding down pack. You need to have design on the website, you know, social, email, text, everything. We already have that in house from the other co-founder. And then the third co-founder who's our, who our CEO um, you know, strategy and understanding supply chain, finance, everything that like the business needs to succeed from day one. We basically had it all together just from us three co-founders and we were kind of off to the races. Um, and then, you know, as we grew, we started to grow our team. Right. So I hired, you know, a junior uh, media buyer under me. Um, you know, my other co-founder uh, hired another graphic designer and then, you know, setting up a finance team. So those things kind of came after because we kind of already had it but for some brands sometimes you don't necessarily have that on your team and you kind of have to outsource right away and that already puts you at a, a financial disadvantage right 
Totally. And you also had product market fit fairly early on, it sounds like. You had really good feedback on that. You you know, the, the brand worked, the customer experience worked, the product worked. Um, and then having a founder triad kind of set up with all sort of diverse skill sets sounds like a, like a really good recipe for growth. Absolutely. I mean, just the fact that we just came off from the marketing agency, right? We had a boutique agency called Ghost 3 Media. We were originally working on uh, supplement companies, so we kind of knew what the trends were and what they were heading in and what marketing angles and, you know, creatives were working at the time. So it's like, okay, well, if we take this from sports nutrition and kind of move it into beauty, let's see what happens. And it kind of just clicked. And that's kind of what happened. Very cool. So in the past, you know, let's say in 2022 or or potentially before, like what do you sort of zoom in on as your biggest and most powerful lever for growth that you've been able to use with Obvi? Yeah. So I think one of the biggest things that we've, at least, you know, myself, I pride ourselves in is creating a community, uh, which not a lot of brands are taking seriously. And I I really do think they need to. But we created um, a Facebook group which now has 50,000 members. Um, But this has been the core, the nucleus of the brand and the direction that the brand is going in. It's just a a hub for, not only for our customers to kind of hang out, enjoy, get support, motivation for any of their life goals, right? Whether they're looking to lose weight or kind of, you know, improve their overall health. Um, You know, it's a great place to kind of share recipes, talk about their experience, et cetera, et cetera. But it's great for the brand because one, we're getting a ton of feedback in like real time. You know, do you like this new flavor that we put out? Yes or no? No. What can we do to make it better? Um, What flavors do you want to see in the future? You guys want to see a peppermint mocha? Done. We'll make it. Um, A really cool story that we had was we, um, we saw a lot of comments in the community, you know, asking for a coffee flavored collagen, right? Everybody loves taking the collagen in their coffee. Uh, but they wanted a coffee-flavored collagen. So we're like, we'd love to do it, but how many flavors of coffee are there? Are you like French vanilla, mocha, this and that? It's like endless, right? So what we decided to do is like, all right, as a community, this is what you want. Now you have to fight for it. What do you guys want? So we, we did this thing called Coffee Wars where we said, all right, here's a survey. Put as many flavors as you want to see in this form and what we did was we picked, you know, the top 12 that we, you know, saw had a lot of, you know, votes for. And then we had this like March Madness type of bracket where it's like one week, all right, this flavor versus this flavor, vote, right? And then it came down to the final two and it ended up being a, a caramel macchiato that won the whole thing. And that was a community nominated flavor that we put out. And it to this day has been our number one selling flavor. We can't keep it in stock. It's insane. Like it, I'm not even kidding or exaggerating. It sold out six times last year because we just weren't able to like keep up with the demand. So the community is just a cheat code. You know, the, it ends up being a cheat code. It helps you know kind of create the product you know roadmap for us. And you know, you, the feedback is just invaluable. And people feel a little bit more connected because they're part of the community, which you know inherently improves things like LTV and you know. There's, there's a lot of benefits that brands can kind of utilize their community for. Um, and I strongly urge people to kind of get it started. I imagine for ad angles as well, like anytime you can get people honestly communicating about your product, about what they use it for, about how it's used in their lives, it's just going to be an absolutely like fertile ground for, for what you can kind of pick out from that and put into your ads or your landing pages as well, I imagine. 
Yeah, no, I mean, you, you hit the head on the nail. I mean, just angles itself, right? Like there are specific maybe attributes that somebody might kind of have, whether it's like maybe a receding hairline and they use a collagen to kind of fix that. Those things we never really thought of. We just kind of kept it overall like, oh, grow healthier hair. But what about that does, you know, kind of apply to somebody? Maybe it's, you know, your hairline was receding and that becomes an angle itself or your hair was thinning or your hair was damaged because you used your hair straightener too much. Like those become these small. Or you have alopecia like Jada Pinkett Smith. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, and the those Oscars are the content in there. Right, right. Um, no, I mean, those are all things that you can you can try, and it's literally coming straight from your your customers. So here's my question: How do you get your customers into your group? What's the most effective way you found for getting your customers into your group? Absolutely. Um, so right off the bat, what we did was to anybody who wants to start a community right now, um, I would wait until you have a decent sized customer base, like thousand to two thousand customers. Create your group, run a giveaway in the community just kind of like driving people into the group, have somebody that is, you know, the manager of this community that's constantly kind of coming up with things to talk about, recipes, this and that, have content ready created in the group so that when people kind of funnel in, there's already stuff there. And once you kind of get this kickstart, yeah, you might have to kind of initiate some of the conversations, but then you'll get this like snowball effect where people start talking to each other and it becomes this group of just like the the members are answering questions on behalf of each other and you kind of get to kind of sit back and kind of moderate. But in terms of growth, I mean, it grows as quickly as we grow our customer base through, you know, acquisition. So a lot of the touch points or the key points where people kind of get access to the group is post-purchase, you know, right as soon as they make a purchase, hey, join the Avi community, 50,000 people, there's recipes, how-tos, this and that, join there. Then it's also in our flows for post-purchase, you know, an email, SMS. Um, you know, we have landing pages also. We're, we're driving uh, some paid traffic to it, you know, just on retargeting saying, hey, if you're not ready yet, talk to somebody who has gone through and has experienced what you're going through, have tried the products or recipes they like. Talk to them in the community or even if you just want to browse, there's thousands, like tens of thousands of posts in there of just people talking about their experience. If you don't want to like come to the website and read the reviews there, talk to actual people in the community. And it just serves as like this plethora of knowledge that people can get before deciding, Hey, do I want to try Avi or not? It just adds this other dimension to your brand as well, right? Where it, you know you're going up against your competitors that are, made, you know, are, are a more commoditized thing. Whereas you've sort of recognized that people who are taking collagen are on a bit of a growth journey, one way or another. They're either trying to restore their health or maintain their health. They're they're very health conscious, and so then grouping these people together, giving this community, it just adds this whole other dimension to your brand that I bet that a lot of your competitors probably can't match. Absolutely. I mean, you kind of play into the emotion of it, right? Um, anytime somebody posts a success story, I mean, the engagement is through the roof, right? You have like thousands of comments, thousands of likes, like, congratulations, you know, you did a great job. And then it also motivates people to like, okay, well, if this person can do it, I can do it too, right? It's like, you know, influencer marketing, you know, people kind of use the, I guess the, you know, the, the more, I wouldn't say like the models, the model type of, you know, influencers that are like, okay, well, I already kind of look like this, but I'm like taking this. Nobody really believes that, right? You're talking to like people who are literally on the same stage of life as you are, kind of going through the same problems as you are and have the real reaction and results 
by using the product, it's like, it just makes it seem more obtainable because you see somebody like you reaching those goals. So I, I mean, it, it adds that, like you said, it adds that other, other level to it. I, I love it. Like I'm looking for ruthless performance marketing hacks and you hit me with real community value. And my question is, does the group, you're, you're not being salesy into the group, I bet. Like what, what does your sales interactions look like with the group? Or is it really for all of these other residual benefits that you focus on the group? Absolutely. I mean, the, the biggest thing that we've always said from day one is value, 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 right? It's never like, oh, we have 20% off, go buy now, right? I mean, here's the thing. It's always going to be like, give us feedback. What do you guys want, right? So in the sales aspect, we are directly asking them what, what are they going to buy, right? So, but it, we're doing it in a way where it's like they have their opinions heard and we're literally asking them, what will you spend your money on? and it's a cheat code, right? Um, then what we end up doing is we wanna keep the community a place where like they get access to new launches prior to it going public on the website and this and that. But again, we don't do it in a sales way. It's more of like a value add, like, hey, you're in here, you get early access, go get it if you want, right? So it's never like, oh, flash sale, 20% off this and that. Like you ruin the integrity of the group. And that's something that we've never, wanted to do ever because you know it's such a like it's such a safe space for people and we want to keep it that way tax season is over but that doesn't mean your e-commerce company shouldn't stay on top of things it's a hassle trying to find a strategic tax advisor that can ensure you have the right financial data needed to make critical business decisions look no further the veteran team at 1-800-ACCOUNTANT has your back Boost your profitability with 1-800-ACCOUNTANT, America's largest virtual accounting firm. They have the on-demand accountants you need to formulate your year-round tax strategy. They offer an entire suite of professional services, including payroll and bookkeeping, to make sure that your I's are dotted and T's are crossed. Get started today by scheduling a free appointment at 1-800-ACCOUNTANT.COM DTC. Speak to an expert who will show you how to get the most out of your business year-round. That's 1-800-ACCOUNTANT.COM slash DTC to schedule an appointment now. Moving on to your website a little bit, it, like looking at it, it's a performance marketing masterpiece. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the ways you've optimized it most effectively for conversion rate and average order value? Absolutely. So the biggest thing that we've learned over the last year, uh, because last year we had 26 product launches, whether that was flavor extensions or new products, we had a lot on the website, right? If you come to the website and you kind of see everything, you know, unorganized, this and that, you're gonna get a little bit, you know, nervous and you're not really gonna feel confident to, to buy something, right? So the biggest thing was kind of category organization, uh, placing products according to goal, um, according to kind of product category. So, you know, if you're coming for beauty, boom, here are all the products for beauty. Uh, if you're coming for weight loss, boom, all the products for weight loss. So categorization was the biggest thing from from day one. Uh, building out the nav to do that, we've went through like four different styles of navigation bars just so that we can nail it. And I think the one that we have right now has performed the best where it's clean, but you can shop by category, you can shop by product. It's easy to navigate to something that you want. And even for a first time customer, it's easy to understand what product is used for what, right? Like if it's for weight loss or beauty, um, you know, you have that understanding from from a completely brand new perspective. It's just 
crying out for a quiz. I know we discussed this in the pre-interview and I know you guys are testing it, but I think with as many products as you have and as many options and, and the community aspect that you have kind of built in, I think a quiz on this site will just absolutely do extremely well for you. No, you're 100% right. It's actually in our version two, which should be actually launching this week. Um, but we did a soft launch. It did really well. We had like an 80% completion rate, which I hope I think is good. Um, so we'll have it on the homepage. I'll be in the nav. Um, right now, we actually built out, you know, kind of side note, we actually built out a quiz using uh, Facebook uh, Messenger bot. Um, so we kind of have that rolling on the side on the homepage. So you'll see like the Facebook Messenger. And a lot of people are like, why do you guys still use Messenger? Why do you still use Messenger? And don't downplay it because the bots are doing very, very well. And it's like, it takes you through this whole quiz and even that performed really well. So the idea of a quiz, 100%, definitely you need it if you have so many products. Um, what, was, what was the next? Uh, conversion rate, right? Or like AOV. I think the biggest thing for us, right? Costs are rising, right? It, there's no way around it. Your, your CPA is always going to continue to go up. There are things that you can do to your website to kind of improve conversion rate. But like, there's a certain limit where you kind of cap out, right? Um, AOV, what we've tried to do is kind of gamify the the buying experience, right? Um, we've invested a lot into swag, um, you know, shaker cups, funnels, drawstring bags, um, you know, supplementary products like multivitamins. We just had a, a line of gummies come out, right? So those may not be our flagship products, but they do supplement all the other products, right? So when you add something to cart, it's like, hey, you just unlock free shipping, right? Great, I have free shipping. Um, I'm not, I, I don't expect another expense down in checkout. No issues there. But now I'm like, oh, I got to, you know, spend $10 more and I'll get a shaker cup, right? And what we do is in our, in most of our ads, we have the shaker cup in them, right? So it's like, oh, where'd you get that shaker cup? How do you get that shaker cup? And like in our TikToks, it's like, oh, this is how you use it, right? And guess what? You can get it for free if you spend a little bit more. So like, you know, your mindset is like, okay, well, I've seen it before. I see how it's used. I want it. So Right there, it's like, all right, $10 more, do I get another flavor? Or what we do is on the actual card itself, we have the kind of lower price point products, which are like between $15 to $20, where it's like, okay, this won't break the bank if I get this. This is cool. This will. This is a detox. You know, I'll take it, you know, kind of helps my overall health. And it just keeps bumping because it's like, all right, well, $10 more, you'll get a drawstring bag. And like $10 more, you'll get a free product, right? So that's the kind of mentality that we've had. And honestly, like, our, our flagship product is the collagen protein, right? $40. Our AOV is like $70. So people are buying multiple things. Yeah, it's definitely working. And it's additive versus, you know, you're not slashing the price and, and I'm sure you do discount as well sometimes, but in the funnel to have it be like, get, get these bonus things is just a, it's a better mindset. And each of the things that you're giving them reinforces them into your community even more, whether it's the shaker they use and they keep on their desk or, you know, the gummies that they integrate to their morning routine. It's just, it's, it's an additive to the whole customer experience. Absolutely. And, and what we try to do is we try to change those things out as often as we can, right? So we've had a teal colored shaker cup, a pink colored, uh, red colored, like, so it's be almost becomes a collectible. And it's like, when you start posting your, when you're, when you get your goodies in the mail in the community, people are like, Oh, I want that shaker cup. Or, um, how do I get the teal shaker cup? And everyone's like, well, it's gone now. So sorry. You know, so you kind of create that collector mentality and further improves all the numbers across the board, like retention and LTV. 
What software are you using for your gamified card? Is that a custom thing or are you using a, a partner? No, so everything, I would say 90% of our website is all custom made in-house. Very cool. Because bundling has got to be a big part of the business, I, I imagine. When, you, Like you say, your average price is 40, your average sale is 70, so bundling must work for you. Can you talk about your bundle builder? So we built a build-your-own bundle. Um, there's so many apps on the Shopify store that just weren't cutting it for us. Um, and the biggest thing that a lot of brands, I think, overlook is the inventory management with some of these things, right? Um, so what we did was is we built, we custom made it so that on our end, fulfilling orders as we scale was easier than kind of using some of these apps that didn't have the most functional backend, right? Um, but on the consumer you know, standpoint, what we did was is here is, you know, you kind of, again, shop by health goal or category. Here's all the items in this category. Here are all the items, you know, in this one. And you can select anything that you want and you'll get a discount. Um, kind of also kind of gamified that process too, so that there's little animations when you fill up your cart, there's confetti, this and that. So it kind of adds a little something to it. Um, and people love it because, you know, some of the, there's only so many set bundles that we can create without kind of overloading the amount of products that are on the store. So, hey, you want to build your own? It's easy as that. Very cool. Um, let's get into Facebook a little bit. I know you guys are, are a Facebook shop, a meta ad shop. How would you say your, your your paid social, specifically Facebook ads game, has changed since iOS 14.5? Yeah, um, we got hit pretty hard. Um, I think one of the things that it really shed a light on was to never stop testing. And as cliche as that sounds, it's so true because what we were doing prior to kind of the updates where we were using a lot of influencers, right? Um, just the fact that somebody that somebody follows is pitching you a product, um, you know, kind of drives the conversion more so than the actual landing page that they land on, if that makes sense, right? So post iOS, we thought what was a converting landing page actually was not as good as we thought it was, right? And we were trying to figure it out. We were using ads, like we were spending on ads that we were running for the last two years. Like we barely switched out creative. We barely tested any offers or any, uh, you know, landing pages. And I'm embarrassed to say it took me a few months to really figure that out. And I was like, there's no way it's creative fatigue. Like I'm getting cheap, you know, traffic conversion rates, just low. Facebook doesn't know who to send to our website. And I was like, all right, let me take a step back. Let me reassess everything, right? Let me look at the kind of the funnel, right? Where's the drop off? Where, what's happening? Um, so what we ended up doing is we created like four to five different styles of landing pages and instantly just saw a lift from, you know, a specific style. And we said, all right, let's just go all in on this, right? So landing pages take care of, we know that our funnel is solid there. Now let's figure out the ads. Um, we went from maybe testing five new creatives every couple months to 40 creatives a week. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. and when people, you know, when I say that to people, they're just like, how, like, how, how are you doing this? Right. Um, I mean, I was on a rampage with our design team. I said, I want this, 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 I want to test this angle with this creative. I want to try this style. And it's like, we threw everything at the wall and we started to see like, okay, well, this is performing. All right, now let's create more of this. Right. So, you know, we have three graphic designers, everybody's pumping out creatives weekly. Um, you know, we kind of set up a test for the week, 
let it run. And then that following Monday, we all come into a room and we're like, all right, well, what worked for the week? Great. Let's recreate some of these winners. Here are the losers. Let's not make this. And we just keep the cycle going. And honestly, like on a Facebook standpoint, just account structure wise, we really consolidated everything. Like I've taken the guesswork out of media buying and really turned it into how do we focus on just creative strategy, right? Our funnel works. We have a nice offer that people like. Focus on creative. Facebook management, one campaign, scaling account, uh, scaling campaign, and one testing campaign. Something works in testing, move it to scaling, and that's it. I've kept that part of the business as like cyclical as possible so that I could just focus on the creative strategy. And that is what has kind of helped us get back to our current level of spend. Amazing. And what has, like with all that testing, what kind of creatives right now are working best on Facebook ads for you? <laughs> it's so funny. It's it's a mix of TikTok ads that are working on TikTok and um, a lot of static uh, images, at least for us right now. Yeah. That's that's a throwback. I'll, I'll date myself here. But yeah, like video was the biggest story. Like video was everything on Facebook for so long. Uh, but you're saying now mostly static. And sorry, are you saying like TikTok watermarked ads as reels? Or are you talking about TikTok as a platform? No, literally like we're taking our TikTok, the ads that we're running on TikTok, the TikTok style, like UGC content, literally just running them on Facebook, whether it be reels or whatever placement, I do automatic placement. I don't have to think about it, right? Those are performing so well. And and here's here's my theory. Let me know if you agree or... Yep. But I think people aren't watching video on Facebook anymore. They're watching video on TikTok right? Or even Instagram reels. I don't even know if people are right. So you don't have somebody's attention on Facebook who are like into watching a video right then and there, right? So the banner ads, it's like, all right, well, a lot of we've we've tested so many angles and hooks that when you kind of scroll through our ads, the angle is right there. That's all you can see, right? It's kind of, you know, ingrained in the creative. Um, And I think that's what catches somebody's eye right away and kind of pulls that person in. Whereas on TikTok, you're there to watch videos now, right? The whole dynamic has changed. And I've seen a lot of people say like static images are working better because the attention is different on each platform. So nobody's watching videos on Facebook anymore. They're watching on TikTok, separate it. And I think honestly, that's what's been working for us. And let's talk TikTok then. How, you know, TikTok, you're you're using this influencer strategy a little bit more. Uh, what what is your What are your results, first of all, like on TikTok versus Facebook? I mean, I really think TikTok is like hugely still underrated. Um, you know, the the way that people are consuming content and the amount, the sheer amount of videos people are watching, it's like, it is the new platform to, you can't ignore it, right? So when you kind of go into it thinking, all right, how do I create a TikTok, right? It, you have to look at it from what's trending, how do you make it native to the platform? I mean, we, we made the mistake of running our Facebook ads on TikTok and it was a complete disaster. Um, you know, then we started, you know, recording videos directly in the TikTok editor using, you know, the robot voice, the native text, this and that. And that's when we saw a huge improvement because one, you're not, we're not being salesy. It's more so like, here's how I grew out my hair, right? And let me take you through my routine, blah, 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 blah. Here it is. There's no like we we what I've been telling the girls to do is I don't want a call to action go to the website I just want which flavor looks delicious to you right then it kind of drives people to be like oh well there's so many flavors let me go check it out so you're indirectly giving them a CTA but not really so being as native and organic I mean yeah being as native to the platform you know is probably where you'll find most success 
but also like you really have to play into like people's emotions like don't it's not you can't be salesy right you have to i think people follow people on tiktok because they want to see what their routine is like or how other people are living or whatever it is what i've actually found is the angles that when the girls talk about themselves rather than like hey do you go through this it's more so like i went through this in my experience that does 10 times better than anything else so i think storytelling is a big part of i think how well a tiktok will will perform for sure What's your budget mix between Facebook ads now and what do you think it might be at the end of the year between TikTok and, and Facebook ads? Yeah, so last month, I believe we were spending 18000 a day on Facebook and like two k on TikTok. The beginning of this month, I'm at fifteen k on Facebook and five k on TikTok. So was that 25% TikTok? I'm hoping I can get it to 50-50 by at least the end of the month, probably by next month. Super exciting. That's uh, interesting to see that happening in real time. And with two diverse strategies, I think so many people kind of transplant wh- whether it's their Facebook strategy to their TikTok or, or try to reverse port TikTok to their... I, and I think that's what I've heard is you can sometimes reverse port the videos that work well on TikTok onto Facebook, but you can't do it the other way. Hence the need for the static uh, approach there. Absolutely. And honestly, like what I've been seeing is that running TikTok has supplemented Facebook. So I'll never not run Facebook. But because of the sheer amount of growth that our account is, like, we, I think we grow like 200 followers a day just from running ads, that impacts your organic strategy on TikTok. So when we're posting organically, those videos are getting more views, more shares, more engagement. So it helps the organic side of the business. And when your organic side of the business is doing better, your paid gets better, right? So I would run And your retail gets better. Right? You're creating yeah. that halo effect across anything and nowhere in the world has a better top of funnel than organic TikTok right now. Exactly. So that's, that's been our, our whole plan. It's, we've been trying to, we've, what we've been doing is going to like vitamin shops and filming there, trying to get some of the workers to kind of film with us and show that we're there, but like in a very TikTok native faction, you know? I love this inception. You're putting your shaker into your ad. So people are like queuing that they want that shaker. Now you're putting the vitamin shop into your TikTok, So people know that you're everywhere. It seems obvious, but it's, but it's genius. I must say. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) The last thing I wanted to ask before we get to our 50 K question was, uh, you mentioned that you, uh, had also had a lot of success building out an app. We just had tap cart sponsor our, our web three issue that we put out last week. Uh, and I, I wanted to talk a little bit about apps because that's not something that we've talked about with guests before. What Talk about building out your app and what it's been able to do. Yeah. So, you know, we, we use TapCart. Um, the biggest thing that I wanted to do was have, we already had a community, right? And I, I wanted to kind of have more places where our customers could experience Avi or just spend most of their time on, right? So, using TapCart, it was super simple. It kind of just works together. All your products are synced over. Um, and it's just this drag and drop build, you know, have your main banner, here's your products, this and that. We made it very similar to the website. So any banner that's on the website is on the app. And then the biggest thing outside of just shopping, right, is why do people want to have this app? Yeah, they can shop online, they can shop on the app, but one, they can manage their rewards, their loyalty, they manage their subscription, uh, track their orders. But on top of that, the value add is we have a ton of recipes on the app ton of uh, recipe videos, right? So like as soon as you purchase something, you're already thinking like, or how am I going to use this product, right? Here's everything in the app. Here's a library here. You know, we'll, we'll send out a push notification, new recipe. You got to try it out. 
and you know you just want somewhere where people can hang out and utilize the the value that's on there and then on top of that i mean push notifications are free to send um so that's another you know marketing channel that is highly overlooked because i mean sending text messages yeah they're they're very roi driven and you know they drive a lot of conversions but it does cost a lot email you know may not cost as much but push notifications is literally free send as many as you want um but yeah that, that's kind of been our strategy it's you know tying tying even product launches into the app you know if you know what we did our last two launches is download the app if you want to get our new release which is happening friday at midnight if you download the app it's going to be available at 9 p.m three hours earlier and you'll see sales like and you'll see downloads the day before just shoot up and those three hours before the public release people are buying on the on the app and it's like i want people in that ecosystem so that i can continuously provide them with you know recipes or value or whatever it is and then also send you know push notifications little deals here that are exclusive to the app and it really just becomes a separate channel where people can you know hang out and utilize the product and you know last year i believe it it was at least like 8 to 10% of our total revenue and it helps improve AOV it helps improve LTV the conversion rate on the app is so much higher than on the website um, and it's cleaner and you save all your data, all you're already logged in, all your stuff is there. Boom, 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 checkout done. It's so easy. So definitely tap cart man. game changing. And perfect for a brand that is as fleshed out as yours is, right? Like I, I'm, I'm like, there's probably a lot of brands that they could spin up an app and maybe you could buy on there, but you really need to have those other reasons for people to be there, whether it's the community, whether it's the content that you're putting out there. But if you're out there and you've got, you've, you've got a, a brand that would, would benefit from, from an app, it's probably time to start thinking about it because it's just that other way that you can kind of own that audience and build, you know, owned distribution channels, which is just so important in this day and age. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Very cool. All right, so if we were to give you, I know a 50K if you're spending 18K a day, you know, it's not chump change, but I'm just curious if we were to give you a 50K grant to be used in your marketing, let's say next week, where would you be using that to see the biggest impact? I really, really would love to do a little bit more of influencer seeding, especially with TikTok, right? I think there's so many creators are on there that are doing such a great job uh, being able to kind of utilize this budget to one, at least kind of distribute and see to as many people as we possibly can, just so that we can get a, you know, content, organic traffic, this and that. But again, like some of these, you know, creators are so good at creating TikToks that sometimes you don't even realize it's an ad and, you know, finding those key creators and utilizing that budget for some of those, you know, top people, I think will do wonders because you'll see some of these ads that like these creators are making and people in the comments are like i didn't even realize this was an ad at all and now i want to buy and so i want to find those creators and heavily kind of invest in that which we're going to start doing but on a more like lower scale level but i mean 50k budget let's let's find some crazy creators you know let's go just because you've got your hands on so much of the marketing, do you have any stories about an ad that you're just really surprised that it worked? Like you threw it up on the wall and, and you couldn't believe that this one approach or this one angle or this one turn of phrase really worked? I have two. Um, one was our branding is super bright, right? When you think of you think colorful, this and that. The ad that performed the best was a bottle and a white background and some text. And I was like, 
like this is doing so well and and i guess and, and my theory is that it just it pops right the, the packaging pops on a white grayish background um which is probably why you know like i said it worked but before a lot of our content is colorful right so like we'll have you know the pink bottle with an off pink background so it kind of you know the contrast is there literally product render white background text and i was blown away and it's still one of our best performing ads um another one which was we accidentally spelt the word lose wrong so like lose weight we spelt it l-o-o-s-e right and i didn't even realize when i was uploading the ad and people are calling us out on it like i don't i don't trust a brand that doesn't know how to spell this and that oh like you know use spell check and guess what it's our best performing app this month so i don't know <laughs> i might have to try some more of this stuff but if there's a hack that is it <laughs> Oh man, that's great. Uh, any final words on uh, for our audience uh, from your experience? You know, you've, I think you've touched on so much of the of the e commerce journey in this podcast. But any final words for the D 2 C listeners? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, community is huge, right? Uh, you've got to stop focusing on just the first acquisition because there's this lifetime value that is like begging to be drawn out right so whether it's the facebook community or any community at all whatever fits your demographic right it could be discord for all i know or a slack channel get something set up have somebody in charge of that drive conversations be top of mind always right what can you do to always be top of mind provide that value and stick with it um app 100 if your business can provide value outside of just selling like for us we do recipes or video recipes um, you know, a lot of food brands can probably do this and have a whole recipe section, which is huge. Um, and honestly, stop worrying about what hacks you can do on media buying. There are none anymore. It really comes down to how good of a marketer you are and how good your creative is. So focus on that. There's so much content on Twitter, YouTube, follow it. Um, you know, try different angles. Don't be scared to try different things see what works and just continue to iterate, but also keep testing. So I think those, those and don't be afraid things. of typos and don't be afraid of typos. Cause God knows if I mean. a typo gets through, it might just be your best ad. I was talking with uh, the marshmallow.co the other day, Joel Twyman, and he was just talking about how his TikToks that have some of the most haters on them end up being the, the most popular TikToks, And those haters end up becoming some of their super fans uh, just because the, <laughs> really? people like complaining. So yeah, no. Ash, this was a lot of fun. Thanks for coming on today. Absolutely. Uh, no, thank you for having me. Keep it in touch, man. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can do that right now at directtoconsumeralloneword.co. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the D2C Podcast. We'll see you next time.